not be the show that you want, but it is the show you need. Why? I'm not certain just yet, but throughout this edition, you will become smarter by the segment as I unpack an incredible story of international intrigue that's all true, and you will see how the Democrats planned on using a disease as a way of scaring people, getting people to stay home, vote by mail, tamper with those results, steal the 2020 election, while the Democrats blame President Trump for his COVID response in 2017. Yeah, backwards in time. You will see how the Democrats use COVID and then plan the fake Capitol riot in conjunction with BLM Antifa as a way to impugn future Trump voters while they defend Hamas and express blatant anti-Semitism while they're saying the Arizona voting machines may be decertified because, because they were audited. Isn't that insane? Also, Biden could come to office, cut off the Keystone Pipeline, then as a favor to Russia, give them the go-ahead to build their own pipeline. And don't think that somehow we won't be paying for that. And by the end of these two hours, there will be no doubt that I am the undisputed champion of this medium. The brilliant mind, the gold standard, not to mention, might I add, the golden goose the world's greatest radio personality on this planet right now, on the air. It's your charming and delightful host right here on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Um, There are some things on my mind, and because they're on my mind to the point that they are, I know better than to bring them up. I'm going to sit on them for a week. Okay? Uh, (laughs) I was telling young Jared before we got on the air, this unfortunate kid, I was buying gas on the way up here. Oh, yeah, turn that mic on, Jared. You never know. This this may be funny the second time you hear it. Get it? That's your cue. (laughs) Now, this poor kid, this this family in front of me, they... uh, they're paying for like chicken and biscuits and candy bars and pizzas and I mean it's like seventy-eight bucks in convenience store food that they're bringing up. And I noticed this one kid. It's a boy, had a spiky haircut like I used to have. It was kind of a throwback haircut because it looked like one that I would have had at that age. And he's wearing boy swimming trunks and and you know clearly this was a boy. I saw his T-shirt. As I was describing it to Jared here, black T-shirt, V-neck, and then I got to looking closer, and I'm like, oh, no. One of the, and see, I had a flashback because years ago, my stepmom, she sent me to school in a pair, kindergarten, she sent me to school in a pair of shoes that was a brand back then called Ms. Pro. <laughs> Jared is making a cringe face, and, and she tried to play it off. No, no, Rick, that says Mr. Pro. And I'm like, okay. Another time, because one of her stupid nieces came to visit, and her stupid socks got mixed in with the laundry. Guess who got sent to school one day wearing white socks with little white ruffles? Oh, don't worry, Rick. No one will see them. They didn't once I ripped them off. 
But for that first hour, I was catching a lot of heat. Nice socks, Rick. Or, well, back then in kindergarten, it was Richard. But anyway, this poor kid's shirt. Purple glitter in the shape of a horseshoe on the front. On the back. Oh, don't be afraid to pot that up just a little bit more, Jared. I got a funny feeling this is going to be so much funnier the second time around. Something tells me. <laughs> but on the back of this kid's shirt, it says... <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say it because it's it's so sissy. Boots and bling. It's a cowgirl thing. Well, that wasn't bad. And I just thought, oh, you poor kid. You poor... What What is your mom or your aunt or whoever this ugly tattooed woman is with you right now your legal guardian what did she put you in uh of course being the <laughs> times that they are he's not gonna he he's not gonna face any heat from kids at, at school for it just grown adults like me <laughs> that see a kid in a cowgirl shirt hey this stupid shirt <laughs> i didn't say it to his face i i saved it for right now but uh now Interestingly enough, I uh, pulled into White Castle over in Farmington. It's kind of a pit stop I like to make on the way here. And I, in the name of moderation, I cut back from 10 burgers to just four because you get that as part of the meal, four sliders, fries, and a soda. Jared saw me eating them out in the parking lot. That's the meal, four sliders, fries, and the drink. I forget what's... I, I guess it's a medium drink because it's a normal size cup. And they're going to have to adjust their prices for the simple fact that with tax and everything, she didn't she didn't announce it, but I saw on the screen it came to $6.66. Now, being the superstitious type that I am, I'm like, you know, with, with friction right now between me and just about everybody, the last thing I need is my White Castle tab to come up six 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 and does that complete your order and i'm like uh because uh, i didn't want to go chicken rings that was two more dollars i uh, just put another slider on there so which brought it up to 751 a little less superstitious number the the only negative connotation associated with that is it's very close to the frequency of another am station i used to work at that was traumatic so um listener comments i got a comment from angelique over in the Washington Potosi area, I believe that's where she's from, or she, I did look her up on Facebook just to make sure that, because you know how Facebook is, I mean, it may not even be a real person that you're getting a message from half the time, so, but yeah, she's a, a semi-local from somewhere here in the Parkland, AM 1240, KFMO, and I get a message from her, and she says, hey, Rick, tried calling the station, Went to voicemail. And so it got me to thinking, is that why no one has been getting through this this whole time? So and and I had to I had to dispense with my normal uh radio personality paranoia of they're trying to sabotage me. They don't want me to take calls, they don't trust me. Hell, as it turns out, just out of habit, the reception staff puts it over to voicemail on the weekends because there's no one here typically to answer the phone. So that's that explains that. So if young Jared, the, the phones are open now, correct? We, we did all the tests. We 
have all the uh, uh, birds' nests out of all the lines and everything, I think. all We've got everything spliced back together from what the rats chewed into. So I think if uh, anyone wants to call up in the next two hours, and that would include Angelique, uh, you're more than welcome to do so at 573-431-1000, Of course, young Jared, it's already been two months since I briefed him on the official Richard Case and Radio Network phone call procedure. Basically put them on hold, see if they'll hold on for a few minutes, see what they want to talk about, and try to, try to keep them on the line, entertain them somehow. Tell them a joke. Try not to be offensive, which in this day and age, that's hard to do. Um, I was going to mention this last week. I didn't get a chance to because I was so enraged at our governor here in Missouri. But last weekend, my girlfriend, myself, and her daughter, we went to Benton, Missouri, to a place called Begg's Berry Farm. It was a, they were holding their strawberry festival. And they weren't anticipating the number of people because you got to understand people have been, whether it's been an official lockdown or a self-imposed lockdown, people have been on lockdown for the better part of a year. So any festival at all, any reason to get out of the house, they're going to it. It's the strawberry festival. It could be the saw blade festival. It could be the watching paint dry, anything at all to get out of the house. So there must have been, the entire population of Benton, Missouri, which is about 2,000 people, and probably 2,000 more people on top of that. And basically, they're running out of berries. It's, it's at a berry orchard, but so many people were showing up for the berries, it became a thing where you had to take a number, and then they would call the number, and they would limit you to two buckets of berries. But we've sold out on all the berries. We may have more at 4 o'clock. Now, it's 1.30. And I'm not sure if the girlfriend is interested in waiting around for the berries. I'm looking around on the ground for a piece of paper that I can fake a number on. Hey, 46, it's me. You know, I told her by hook or by crook, you're getting the berries. We didn't drive two hours to end up going to Schnucks to get berries from the produce section. We came for berries. We will get berries. So I ended up in the line to try to get a number for said berries. And this nice girl named Lacey, she, this poor girl, she couldn't have been any older than 18. And she told me what her number was, and I made her an offer to buy her number from her. And she says, well, they'll sell you up to two buckets, and I'm only going to get one bucket. And so I'm thinking, so you're going to sell me the other bucket? Yeah, I can do that. And so she... It, and the line splits into an ice cream line and then into a strawberry line. And so I cut in the strawberry line with her, make this fat woman madder than all get out because she threw a purse down, oh, expletive, and so on. And uh, the woman running the berry farm uh, doesn't know how to split a ticket. You know, I was going to pay for with my debit card, and she was going to pay for hers. So she ended up paying for the whole thing, and she's like, uh, kind of like here last week it was like do you have this do you have that and she said well do you have paypal and i said yeah i got paypal so she sends me an invoice and uh i didn't get around to paying her for two or three days only because prepping for the show busy that sort of thing uh my girlfriend would be on me did you pay that girl yet did you? and then 
by the time I was doing the show last night or last week here, um, I still hadn't gotten around to paying her, but I, I wanted to make sure I did that. I finally did uh, Wednesday because, you know, she was young and impressionable, and I, I didn't want her to, to get burned out so quickly in her young adulthood that she wouldn't be able to trust anybody because of the guy at the Berry Festival that said, oh, yeah, I'll pay you on PayPal, and then didn't pay her back. I didn't want to be that guy. So she got her $18, and and everyone's getting their $30, and I'm going to pay Jared his $30, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know we got a break coming up real quick. The, uh, the Bidens, or Biden-Harris, or Joe Jr., or whatever his alias is, hosting the George Floyd family. Why? What what are they what's the celebration? Is it a yes, you guessed it. Is it a celebration of this? Because that's all that happened. Minus the music. The music actually makes it better to listen to. Once again, the friend of the background, you're gonna die of a heart attack, George, which is what happened. He's under arrest right now for forgery. He's under arrest right now for forgery, and because of this, because he was a drug addict who didn't want to go to jail, and because he was resisting arrest, he, and well, he's not being honored, but his family is being honored at the White House. One other thing, then we'll take a break. Um, There are a number of people on YouTube right now. I'm going to it next week, by the way, I'm just to promote ahead. I got a whole show planned for next week because I've proven for the past two months I don't need a guest. I've proven for the past two months I don't need a caller. And next week I'm going to prove to you that I don't need a whole lot of notes because we're going to be talking religion and language and humor and how those three intersect. And that's going to be a really honest and interesting discussion. So tune in for that. But there are a number of people on YouTube who are preying upon the faith and good nature of uh, Christian people who are calling themselves prophets. And many of their so-called prophecies are, they, they're trying to connect biblical prophecy with what's going on in the election. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think with what happened in the election is an evil thing. But when you have these so-called prophets and prophetesses with long hair and beards who look like some Christian rock reject frontman who couldn't cut it anymore, or when you've got some woman who said, well, you know, God inspired me to dye my hair pink. Well, no, he didn't. That's an attention-getting device to get more people to watch your videos. But you have them trying to tie in the election with some sort of biblical prophecy and, oh, they were so sure that Biden wasn't going to make it into the White House. At the last minute, something was going to happen, and everything was going to just magically fix, and Trump was still going to be the president, and it didn't turn out that way. Well, I guess uh, my initial reading or vision wasn't correct, but I, I think what I'm seeing, you're not seeing anything but dollar signs. Oh, wait, they're not asking for money. No, but they want you to watch their videos. And the more views they get, the more money they get. As young Jared makes the dollar sign with his hand. You know it. We'll be right back. 
It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. Richard Kaysen here for the Jolly Cone in Van Buren, Missouri, since 1953, home of the world-famous Jolly Burger. It looks like a Sloppy Joe, but it tastes so much better than a Sloppy Joe. The seasoning is different, and I, I don't know what how the difference is. I don't know what the difference is. It's one of those secret things that I don't want to know what it is. All I know is I like it. I've been eating them for years, and I've even noticed over the past few years they're even putting a little more meat on there than they used to. So make sure that you get that world-famous Jolly Burger. Plus, if you like a hot dog, you can get the regular size or you can get a foot-long hot dog. My usual order whenever I go there, two Jolly Burgers with cheese, pizza pocket, foot-long hot dog, bullseye burger, cheddar crisps, and waffle fries. If you're a veteran, you will get 10% off of your discount and also Jolly Cone Memorial T-shirts now all through the season. Call ahead to avoid the wait, 323-4318. Take the second Van Buren exit going westbound on Highway 60. First exit if you're eastbound since 1953, the Jolly Cone. I have been going there forever. Richard Online.com is the only online home for me. I win. Links to listen live on KFMO. See where I'll be doing my next stand-up comedy show. Richard Case and merchandise. Shirts, mugs, masks, yoga pants, towels, tote bags, and mobile device covers. If the Richard Case and Radio Network logo can be put onto something, chances are I got one for you at richardcaseonline.com. If there was a Richard Case and Radio Network t-shirt, would you wear it? What about Richard Kaysen yoga pants? I even have a Richard Kaysen face mask. I'll sell anything. Doesn't mean I'm going to wear it. Well, maybe the yoga pants. Listen to the show drinking out of a Richard Kaysen Radio Network mug or catch some rays lying on that Richard Kaysen beach towel. And it's all at richardkaysenonline.com. Five seven three four three one one thousand is a telephone number. Five seven three four three one one zero zero zero. The lines are open. They have been quadruple checked. Young Jared even called from his phone, and there was a little bit of confusion. He started hearing himself through there, and then he was carrying on a conversation. Next thing you know, he's placing a grocery order, and he had to cancel it. That's how confusing this stuff can get. 573-431-1000. Dr. Anthony Fauci. I call him Dr. Anthony Faulty. Here I brought that mouse and I didn't plug it in. Um, Here's a new poll. Right when I need it more than... (laughs) Here's a new poll. Confidence in Dr. Anthony Faulty has decreased 42% amongst Americans. According to the Trafalgar Group survey, respondents were asked, now in certain communities that would be respondents were axed, has your confidence in Dr. Faulty 
gone up or down in the past year. While 42.2% said confidence has gone down, 22.1% said it has increased, and 26.1% says that it is unchanged. Now, let us go to a Newsweek story that I am not going to subscribe to. I'm simply going to read from if it will cooperate. Again, get get ready to open that window, Jared. I may be throwing this computer out. He's, he's literally going to the window to open it because I'm not really going to throw it out. I just want to really bad. Now, according to Newsweek from a year ago, Anthony Fauci, according to this, oh, where is that? Yeah, he was he's the head of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Funded scientists, and this is kind of old news, but for those of you who may not have heard it, yeah, National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, led by Dr. Faulty Fauci, funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other institutes for gain or for work on what they call gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. Now, you have sites like uh, PolitiFact and places like that that, well, we fact-checked it and there's no basis to back up that claim except, well, here's Newsweek. Well, suddenly you can't trust Newsweek anymore? In 2019, with the backing of NIAID, NIAID, that's a horrible acronym, the National Institutes of Health committed $3.7 million over six years for research that included some gain-of-function work. The program followed another $3.7 million five-year project for collecting and studying bat coronaviruses, which ended in 2019, bringing the total to $7.4 million. Many scientists have criticized gain-of-function research. Why? Because it involves manipulating viruses in the lab to explore their potential for infecting humans because it creates a risk of starting a pandemic. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. If there was a Richard Kaysen Radio Network t-shirt, would you wear it? What about Richard Kaysen yoga pants? I even have a Richard Kaysen face mask. I'll sell anything. Doesn't mean I'm going to wear it. Well, maybe the yoga pants. Listen to the show drinking out of a Richard Kaysen Radio Network mug or catch some rays lying on that Richard Kaysen beach towel. And it's all at richardkaysenonline.com. RichardCaseAndOnline.com is the only online home for me. 
Links to listen live on KFMO. See where I'll be doing my next stand-up comedy show. Richard Case and merchandise. Shirts, mugs, masks, yoga pants, towels, tote bags, and mobile device covers. If the Richard Case and Radio Network logo can be put onto something, chances are I got one for you at richardcaseandonline.com. That's tight right there. All right. I'm going to have to bring my laptop closer to me because naturally computer D is not going to allow me to play the video that I want to play. So being the ghetto meister that I am, I'm going to play this off of mine own laptop. I'm going to bring... Good thing I'm not doing a video this week. I'm going to bring the the microphone over to the uh, computer so that I can share this next bit of audio with you, and it's going to sound like crap. On Thursday's broadcast of the Fox Business Network's Evening Edit, former HHS Assistant Secretary Admiral Brett Girard stated that he believes, as I was telling you a minute ago, from that Newsweek article from 2020 that already confirmed it. But this former HHS assistant secretary says that he believes the Wuhan Institute of Virology is the most likely origin of the coronavirus and that circumstantial evidence in favor of that theory is overwhelming. And the lack of another explanation is equally overwhelming. Listen. this virus was the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There is no specific smoking gun, but the circumstantial evidence is overwhelming, and the lack of another explanation is equally overwhelming. And I think uh, very clearly, uh, back in the 2014-2015 era, uh, the NIH was funding research that was published, and we know about it, about gain-of-function mutations on this type of virus. And I think there's a, a lot of investigation that needs to be done. If you look at the series of grants, talked about coronavirus, but I would bet uh, dimes to donuts, as they say, that the NIH does not have record or controls to understand exactly what was done. So it's very possible we did fund this research. Okay. Well... There, there you have it. There's confirmation from a guy who used to be in that sort. Newsweek was reporting it a year ago. The lamestream corporate media, eh, we don't want to go near that because that would blow the narrative that we've been trying to concoct for the past year. Well, brother and sister, do I got some news for you. Because... <laughs> This thing just didn't start in January of 2020. Oh, no. No, it's been... uh, Can you pump me up there just a little bit more? I have right in front of... This was sent to me from a listener. It is sourced. It is verified. This is from a legit website. It's a health website. It's on right now. Helio.com. Dateline. January... 11th, 2017. And this is a long story, too, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it, and this is going to be much of the hour here. But this is important. 
This was days before Trump was even sworn in. He was elected, but he was not sworn into office yet. January 11th, 2017. Anthony Fauci, director, he had the same job at the time, of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, says, There is no doubt, no doubt, Donald Trump will be confronted with a surprise infectious disease outbreak during his presidency. Okay, now let's, let's put it in perspective. Jared's tired of hearing about it. He told me he's tired of hearing about it. Because he's vaccinated, what does he care? <laughs> As he shrugs in agreement at me. He doesn't have a dog in this fight. But it's not the COVID, it's not the disease, it, it is the fact that it was used as a device to achieve something more sinister. As we learned from that Newsweek article a few minutes ago, this what they call um, active work on research or going of function, uh, work of gain, gain of function research, whatever the term is. It, it results in working with real viruses that can get out. Most likely what happened is someone just wasn't careful and they ended up infecting themselves, some lab worker doing what was already shaky research to begin with. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's any more sinister than that. The real sinisterness is, is the cover-up of the cover-up, though. If they could have just, at the start of this thing, said, hey, man, we're experimenting with these viruses, uh, someone got infected, and uh, we're going to try to contain it. Just shoot straight with this. Don't jump through all these hoops. But... They were funding the research back then, and you got to remember where you were at in 2016. You got to remember the stage. Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president. The media told you that. Even though she couldn't draw flies if she was covered in manure, her crowds were non-existent. Her energy was non-existent. Her likability was non-existent. Her policies were non-existent. Her soul as a human being is non-existent. This is a thoroughly unlikable, dangerous, evil woman who we were assured was going to be the next president of the United States. She's the most qualified person ever for the job. And then what happened? Well, reality happened. Now, you can take your three million Hillary votes and stick them in yourself sideways, okay? Because they're not real. They tried pulling the same stunt. They just succeeded this time, this last election. They tried doing it four years ago. Votes from the dead, pets, dead pets. People who aren't legal voters from where they live. They've been pulling this same stunt for years upon years upon years. They just perfected it. They couldn't nail Trump on anything. They threw 
everything, including the kitchen sink at this guy, nothing stuck. How do we get rid of him? What's the plan? What do we do? This guy's untouchable. Well, if nothing, if, if the impeachment thing doesn't work, and if grab him by the, you know what, doesn't work, and if a second impeachment doesn't work, and if, if, if none of that, if Russian collusion, if none of that works, we got plan double H buried deep in the files. In other words, folks, they had this in the works. They are that sinister. They are that diabolical. They were sitting on this, waiting for the right opportunity to foist it on the American public, and it turned out to be last year's election. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. Those lines are open. Angelique, if you're out there, I'm listening. To borrow from Dr. Fraser Crane. So we're talking Dr. Faulty over here and his his prediction, his his prophecy, if you will. He saw the future. He knew. He had, in fact, his direct quote, no doubt that President Trump would be confronted with a surprise infectious disease during his presidency. It was a surprise to everybody except the Democrats. <laughs> oh, this is sinister, evil stuff. And first of all, this guy with his... Uh, excrement eating grin on his face i mean he just looks like condescending Ugh. anyway let me get past the picture and back to the meat of this so in 2017 during a during excrement's perfectly acceptable by the way i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't even know what that means during a forum on pandemic preparedness at georgetown Uni university faulty said the trump administration well, he seemed to have a lot of advance notice. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's like he has a crystal ball just telegraphing exactly what's going to happen. Faulty said the Trump administration will not only be challenged by ongoing global health threats such as influenza. No, no, we cured that. Flu's been cured. HIV? Not nope, cured. You know what cured it? coronavirus because you don't hear about them anymore i remember i was about six years old 
and I remember hearing about AIDS for the first time. And of course, there's a lot of misconceptions. If of course it used to be back in the '80s, only gay people got AIDS. That was the that was the rumor. Well, it, it turns out anybody can can get it. Uh, we we were still using the same needle to uh, vaccinate one class of 30 kids you know we we didn't quite have it figured out that you need to switch needles out every time and and we didn't quite figure it out about blood transfusions and needing to run checks on it and make sure that before you put blood into someone you need to make sure that that blood isn't infected we were we were still figuring out all these things so i grew up at a time when hey as dennis miller put it if you had sex you died okay that's been pounded into me in a manner of speaking. That ain't how I... <laughs> just just roll with it. That ain't what I meant. But what I'm saying is this. Don't, what are you laughing at, Jared? What are you laughing at? Well, listen. That, you know, practicing safe sex, that was, you know, the whole thing. So we took AIDS very, very, very seriously. But you don't hear anything about it anymore. I guess it's become more manageable or what, but it used to be a a virtual death sentence. But it did not. That was the thing, as scary as it was and as scared as people were about it, it did not bring society to a standstill. Different practices were encouraged. Different products were developed, but for the most part, it it was not the imposition that the whole mask thing is and social distancing and wear a mask. Everyone else is wearing a mask. You got to wear a mask. Be like everyone else. Do it. We're saying so. Do it. So I grew up at a time when, you know, Diseases were like real diseases. I mean, we're talking anxiety, you know, the whole thing. While observers have speculated since his election about how Trump will respond to such challenges, Faulty and other health experts said that preventing disease pandemics you know, it's almost like if you listen to an old Bill Hicks bit whenever Bush 43 was president and he's talking about Bush 41, startling the parallels. This is the same thing. It's startling how much of this he's saying that has in fact happened. Keep in mind, this is 2017. I'm reading this to you from. Faulty and other health experts said that preventing disease pandemics often start overseas. Huh. Where where would that be overseas in a place called China? I wonder. And that a proper response means collaboration between not only the U.S. and other countries, but also the public and private health sectors. Trump, the real estate developer turned Republican politician, has worried some infectious disease experts with controversial, sometimes unclear views on certain health issues. Like being skeptical about what the politicized medical community is telling him. I'd be the same way. Now, check this name out. 
Ron Klain. He coordinated the U.S.'s Ebola. Remember Ebola virus from a few years ago? It was a death sentence. Don't go out. Folks, life as you know it on this planet will cease to exist if you don't get your Ebola shot. And then it was Zika. Life on this planet will never be the same if you don't get your Zika shot. And then it was SARS. Life on this planet as you know it will cease to exist if you don't get that SARS vaccine. I didn't get Zika, didn't get SARS, didn't get bird flu, West Nile virus. Pick a disease. Half of them are, well, so Ron Klain... (laughs) It's amazing how sidetracked I get. Ron Klain, who coordinated the U.S.'s Ebola response for the Obama administration. Man, Biden's making Obama look more and more um, appetizing every day as far as a president goes. And I didn't like Obama. But over Biden, I'd take him right now. I honestly would. He said that Trump's virtual silence about the Zika outbreak and harsh comments about American volunteers infected during the West African Ebola outbreak, not the kind of leadership we need in our next president. Now, here's the story about Ron Klain, card-carrying Democrat, and is like one of these swamp creature lobbyist pieces of Washington trash who currently, you know what his gig right now is? Why, if you do a little bit of research, you will find that currently he is the chief of stash, uh, chief of stash. (laughs) He's the chief of staff for who? Uh, Fake President Biden. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at nine. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. Hour number one of the Richard Case and Radio Network winding down at 573-431-1000. If you want to get in on the program, normally, if the phones were hot, 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 I would be taking phone calls in the second hour anyway. So now would be a good time to, if, if you're actually wanting to not only just talk to Jared and exchange recipes and that sort of thing, but if you actually want to be on the air with your charming and delightful host. That is the way to get that uh, outcome there. Five seven three four three one one thousand. Precious minutes remaining in this hour. So, Ron Klain, card carrying Democrat. He was Obama's point man on Ebola, H one N one, West Nile virus, Zika, SARS. Uh, what was MERS? That was another one. Well, now he's Biden's chief of staff. Huh. It's funny how these things work out that way, isn't it? Klain said pandemic preparedness. <laughs> no. Let me just stop right there. Pandemic planning. Because they knew they were going to do this. Because they knew they were funding the research. They were already planning on knowing that that 
what we're going to try is probably not going to work. All these other things that we have in mind to try to turn, you know, to try to basically prejudice the public and turn them against Trump when all those things don't work. Well, we we got our nuclear option here. Well, we'll just, you know, fun research into a disease that will mysteriously trickle out into the world. And they took a few hundred cases and they called it a few hundred thousand cases so that they could frighten you and keep you home to make you vote by mail. Notice how this comes back around to what I opened the hour with. So that they can steal the election and history is going to show what led to a second civil war in this nation, folks. Media bias, militant leftism, the normalization of freak culture, stolen elections, defunding the police. Shall I go on? We'll be right back.